You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors, authors of the Soul Ties Detox, and founders of the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote self-love for singles, and support strong, healthy relationships for couples. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your questions. So join us weekly on Facebook Live, where we look forward to interacting with you live and on air. Do you have a burning question to send us? Then go to relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals.tv. Now, let's get into today's episode. This is going to be a great night. Absolutely, absolutely. What we did was we dove into our DMs now. We can't get everything. We can't get everyone, but we at least got three for tonight. So we're going to run through those. I'm going to try not to. We're going to try not to go too fast, but we're going to run through those. Kenyon's going to try not to go too fast and try to pack the entire Bible into our podcast. Thank you very much. Before we get started, let's talk about some events coming up. These are things that we are excited about because we are part of the third annual First Comes Love Marriage Retreat in October 3rd through 5th. That's this year, October 3rd through 5th. It seems like a far way out, but it's not because the tickets are on sale and they are selling out. Um, It's headed by Siobhan and Lakeisha Townsville. They're the hosts and the creator. And let me tell you something. Just Wait, West Coast folks, raise your hands. Represent <laughs> West Coast. I'm West Coast. Represent if you're from the West Coast right here. Hit us with some hearts and let us know that you're here. Go ahead. Absolutely. I, I tell you what, I had an opportunity to talk to Siobhan. I know you talk to Lakeisha all the time. I'm just a little bit of an introvert. But having to talk, have an opportunity to talk to this couple, couple, their vision for marriage, their vision for relationship, their vision yes. for healing. It's amazing. And I feel so honored to be a part of this particular yes. event. So um, as for married and for singles, Takara and I have the pleasure pleasure of you know uh our <laughs> you know that we are um all about healing so yes. we'll be able to talk about marriage talk to the married folks we have a breakout session for married folks and a breakout session for singles folks yes. we honor for that the second one is the love hour conference now that's way into 2020 in july 9th through 11th but why are we mentioning this now because they are almost sold out. You're talking about Mr. and Mrs. Kev on stage. That's Kevin and Melissa. And uh, they're actually traveling around with the real uh, comedians of social media. Yes. And so they added the love hour as a part of the um, as a as a part of what they do as they travel. And so it's actually filling up really fast. That's going to be right here in Atlanta, in Atlanta. Yes. next year. So make sure it's going to be the first annual. Make sure you plug in it. At, I think uh, who else is going to be there? Uh, Tony. Tony Gaskins Tony, will be Tony there. Tony Gaskins and uh, it's, it's a few uh, other. Erica and Warren Campbell yes. will be there. Um, yes. Erica from Mary Mary. Okay. Um, and I forget other names, but some great people. Um, oh, uh, the friends. I forgot. Um, <laughs> Fanika and I forget her husband's name. Friend well, will you be guys, there too. You guys saw the flyer. If you didn't, go ahead yeah. and rewind it. Um, if, for the, those who have watched live, or are you rewatching? For um, forgive me. The first one is first comes love. You you'll be able to register at first comes love marriage retreat dot com. That's all one word. First comes love marriage retreat dot com register right away please and if we have an opportunity to meet you we want to see Absolutely. and meet you the second one you register at love hour the love hour all one word dot com the love hour dot com okay you ready for the rules ready for the rules okay we all if you're new to the um if you're new to the podcast we always open up with room rules yes 
And, and this is very important because so many people reach out to us. So let me run through them real quick. Okay. It's only three, one, three of them. The first one is that this must be a safe place. People come to us with a lot of hurt, uh, a lot of anguish. And, and we have to establish an, uh, an environment where we are safe and we depend on you for that environment because yes. we're doing it live as well as on the podcast and all the, um, all of the, uh, the comments left there as well. So please continue to do that for us. We appreciate you. Number two, if you do respond to something that's going on in someone else's life that we're reading these letters from, do it with compassion. Be kind. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it that touches and heals someone else. Show them that you love them before you show them what you know. Mm -hmm. Number three is receive with love. If anything we say must be said and it's for you, whomever you are, please receive it with love. We don't mean to be condescending or we don't mean to be abrasive but we do mean to be truthful and so if we rub you the wrong way don't take it into offense charge it to our head and not our heart that we love you you ready for this first one i'm ready for this first one you want me to read it yes ma'am go ahead and get started all righty <clears throat> excuse me the first letter says dear kenyan and takara my heart is hurting and my spirit is breaking because i can't seem to find figure out what is wrong with me can you help i'm a divorced mother of two children and to put it mildly dating is hard i'm extremely active i enjoy time spent with friends and if i must say so myself i look good for a mother of two mm. the men that are attracted to me usually say that's what makes them approach me is my love for life and that i seem like a really fun person from the pictures i post I lead worship at my church and as a single mother, it's hard to meet men anywhere but the places I go to most. Church, Facebook, Little League events, school, etc. And let me tell you, I seem to be only attracting the worst of what my city and my church has to offer. I've, been, I've had men who were either unavailable or available to everyone ask me out. I've dated a musician and he said I was too precious and didn't want to hurt me. I've had married men reach out in secret and tell me that God told them I was special and needed some extra attention for a change. Mm. And I guess they was going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've had men at my church act as if they were interested in me on Facebook, but never acknowledge me in public or ask to take me out. I've even had a minister sneak and send me a fully erect D word pick and ask me if I wanted more. Mm. I feel humiliated and worthless, not because of how I look. I've never had issues attracting men, but I can't seem to understand why no one genuinely wants me anymore. I asked my pastor what these men saw in me, and he said that I needed to perhaps be less friendly to men, but I'm not sure what that means since most of them don't talk to me in public. Can you help decode this debacle of a dating life I have? Mm, okay, so let's go ahead and get started. The first thing, Takara, I've read all three of these. And so the first thing is that there is a line that goes through all three. It's a similarity. There are different questions, but there's a similar line. Yes. And so the first thing I think I want to hit on really quickly, because we're going to hit on it deeper a little bit later, yep. is that she said, um, what did she say? She said, I feel humiliated and worthless. And the last thing that you want to do is you want to feel humiliated and worthless because of who comes to you. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You don't want to find your value outside of you. I know that you're looking for a certain pers- a certain type of person, and I know you don't want to be approached by these different type of people. However, you can't allow who approached you um, uh, dictate your own personal value. So don't exactly. feel humiliated and, and don't feel humiliated and worthless. Let's just get in and figure out what's drawing them. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes. So the f- second thing I wanted to say is. She says she thinks there's a problem with her and it's not it's not a problem with her. It's who's meeting her. Yeah. What we're finding out is that men are what we see here is that men meet you first. Break that down. for Does us. that make sense? Yes. Here's the kinda. thing. Men who are out there on the prowl when we were out there dating. Hey, listen, I was like that myself. When when men are out there dating, uh, it's typical for many not all men mm-hmm. not all men but it's typical for many men to be like electricity they go the path of least resistance to the ground yes and that's what they're looking at it's 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 like a um it's like a predator no matter how big and no matter how strong the predator is they're always going after the weaker link they're always going after the one who's lagging behind mm-hmm. and so what you're looking at is what, what you want to know is what are they seeing first what are they meeting first what are what is causing them to come after me and make it seem like i'm the one that's lagging behind i'm the one who's the weaker link or i am the one who is uh the path of least resistance right and what are they being introduced what are they being introduced to now one of the things we saw in the letter was the first thing is that guys uh they approach her and they say they love they love her love for life and they like the and they like her pics, basically. Right. Now we're not about to slap your hand over what kind of pics you're posting. We're not we're not your parents. That's not what we do. But what we will do is ask you to be honest about the kind of attention that you're seeking. Does that make sense? Yes. Be honest about what you're putting out there. Understand that whatever you bait your hook with, that's what you're gonna catch. You understand? Mm-hmm. So and if if you're looking for a ton of guys, a certain type of guy to approach you, but you're getting approached by another certain type of guy, there's in both crowds, there's something both crowds are seeing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? It does. Okay, go ahead. I have something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very important here to recognize, number one, exactly what you said. We are not going to beat you up about what you post on Facebook. We are not going to shame you for posting. And because if you're a beautiful woman and you look good for two kids, you deserve to be proud of that. Absolutely. You deserve to celebrate yourself if nobody else does. Right. Here's the problem about celebrating yourself if nobody else does. We tell ourselves that we are going to appreciate and celebrate and love who we are because we got to be our biggest cheerleader. Right. Right. The problem with this or the the hidden agenda that comes with this, and we don't even realize that we're doing it, is that here's what happens. You said there is something that's causing predators to see them and lag behind, right? Absolutely. There's some blood in the water. There is some blood in the water that's causing the sharks to circle you. What happens with us, and I will speak for women because that's all I know, (laughs) what happens with us women is that we begin to intrinsically tell ourselves that something is wrong with us. And so then we begin to then begin to portray something or try to be something else or try to change up something about ourselves or try to portray a specific image about ourselves that 
tries we're saying we're trying to make us believe that, that there's nothing wrong with us but we're also trying to convince other people that there's nothing wrong with us either we're trying to convince the people that we're trying to attract wow that there's nothing wrong with us either the problem with that is is that by you trying so hard to convince yourself and other people that there's nothing wrong with you you're also then portraying a level of desperation to yes. get that attention yes yes and so that becomes your vulnerability when you begin to look at yourself and say there's something wrong with me you act out of that place you respond to people out of that place that is where you become vulnerable and then your vulnerability makes way for desperation we do not do it on purpose no we do not do it to intentionally attract the wrong person but because we have lost control of where we are and how we want to be seen we then become prey to predators. I appreciate you saying that because for so long we are a lot of people and, and you know, you see the memes, you see the smacks and we don't want to see this, that or the other and blah, blah, blah. We, yeah. we, we start smacking people on the hand for what they're showcasing. Yeah. It's important to understand that they don't do it on purpose. They do it from a place of trying to show yes. what they're proud about yes. they're trying to show that they are moving on mm -hmm. or they're trying to show that whatever's in their past isn't affecting them but the energy that comes off of that yes. looks like it's easy energy yes you see what i'm saying yes sir. and that's very important to understand so we're not blaming you we're not saying it's who you are we're saying it's what you're showing and if what you're showing is baiting the hook obviously you're not catching who you want you keep catching who you don't want and there's a reason why they're coming after you mm. that makes sense yes second thing is is a question and, and this is very important this, and we got to be straightforward it's a question are you easily flattered are you easily flattered um what we mean by this is that we all like attention mm-hmm we all appreciate ourselves. We all like to pump up ourselves, but we all like the attention of other people. We right. all like to be pumped up by other people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can get under our skin. Listen, if I could be honest with you, she's going through, she's not just meeting guys. She's going through experiences with these guys. Yes. Which means that they're getting under her skin some, somehow, some way. They're at least getting further than the front door. Right. We all know, ladies. You all get approached by guys you don't want to be approached by a lot. And you all know how to stiff arm that brother and give him no activity, no play, no favor, no attention, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And then there's one who gets through and, and now you're saying I'm being approached by all the wrong guys. But how did he get through? How did he get past the um, the threshold of the doorway? How did he get into the inner layer? How did he get past that gatekeeper? Absolutely. Who and, is your gatekeeper? <laughs> That's the next talk one. About that. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> but the idea is I was flattered. Um, one of the things that Kara and I talk about, one of the things we train on, one of the things we talk about is our love language. It's easy to get in if someone speaks our love languages extremely well. And so mm -hmm. we have to you have to learn how to guard those things. It's not bad to be flattered. We're not saying it's bad to be flattered, but we have to say that you must you must beware of the flatterer. Yeah. You must beware where be aware of where you're weak in your conversation. Right. Where you're weak in relationship. What what is the kink in your armor that allows people to get under your skin or into inside your inner layer without you assessing whether they're coming for good or for bad? Exactly. If they knock and ring the bell and they're already in before they tell you what they're selling, what's the problem? Mm. 
You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's something that you have to be aware of. Are you easily flattered if you are aware? Yes, ma'am. Um, so uh, I talked about this. We have a class. Deshae says she's stiff arm everybody. I'm sorry. She says she's stiff arm everybody. She's the Heisman on that mug. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, so I uh, in our class, Dating by Design, I use this example uh, of myself um, back in the day, long time ago, single mother, freshly divorced, two children. Right. In these streets, out here, hashtag living my best life. Right. Thinking I was trying to live my best life. One thing about um, after having children is that children have a way of ripping you of all of your energy and everything that makes you feel pretty and sexy <laughs> as a woman. And so I can recall dating back then, mm -hmm. um, wanting to know, because I, I had also exited an abusive relationship. Right. So I can remember dating back then, wanting to know if I... Um, still had it, right? Mm -hmm. I can recall dating and, and roaming around and, and thinking like, okay, do I still have what it takes to attract people? Yes. And at some point, that wondering if I still have it turns into, are you looking? Okay, hey. Are you, okay, hey, you too. Oh, you like me too, hey. And it got to a point where it was like, I found myself dating and saying yes and going out on dates with people that i didn't even want to go out with wow just because i was so easily flattered in that moment with where i was it later of course revealed that i was insecure in who i was mm. at that time but because i literally went through that period of my life believing that the only way i would know if i still had it is if other people were paying me attention yes then yeah. that became a point where i was easily flattered and then that opened the door to all of the things that people do when you're they know you just need to be flattered yes. it opened the door to to you know relationships that were going to nowhere it opened the door to men who only wanted sex it opened the door to men who only wanted to see me on uh, didn't want to see me on nights and weekends right like and so that was the thing is that if you're easily flattered understand they can tell that right away your responses how you respond to them how quickly you react to them what it is that you do when you react to them all of that stuff becomes easy prey for somebody who's just looking for a quick in and a quick out absolutely every representative yeah. comes with a flattering mechanism yes understand that Everyone comes with a flattering mechanism. Don't look for how they make you feel. Look for who they are. Look for their character. Look for their ethic. Look for their morale. Look for whether they are where you are and want what you want. Look for some sense of mutual understanding and agreement outside mm -hmm. of chemistry and attraction. That's what you want to look for. If you're not looking for that, then you're going to look for whatever makes you feel good. And we are too easily drawn into what makes us yep. feel good so watch out for being easily flattered now the fourth point i i, I say and and, and I, i'm gonna say this very very carefully because it's something that i noticed it's something that i noticed like like back in the time with you prior to marriage um it's something that's that i saw in here and i want to make it clear and for any of you you need a covering yes you need a covering. Oftentimes, we talk about a covering from the perspective of a husband to a wife, but we never really talk about a covering from the perspective of a father to a daughter because so many of us have, let's be honest, have daddy issues. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to tell you from experience, the hardest person, the hardest kind of woman to date has always been the daddy's girl. Mm -hmm. The reason why is, is because she already has a stuck standard where she is. She already knows who's going to love her when nobody's going to be there. Right. She already has someone to take care of her when she can't take care of herself or when she needs something. She already has uh, something there that she can go to to fill those rough spots so she doesn't have to look for something to fill the emptiness. Right. And so what happens is, is that when we don't have that, we're looking sometimes for someone to fill that covering spot. Yes. Especially in a young with a young lady who has been in a divorce and she's lost that she's lost her husband. Her husband was her covering and now she's left out there without her covering. In the old days or or, or I say in ancient times, um, in those times they used to send them back home to their parents. Right. And so the parents recover them. Get that? Oh yes! After the divorce, after the divorce, the Hebrews, the parents recover them. Listen, y'all. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Church, it's Sunday, so we've been preaching real quick. <laughs> real quick. If you're okay. coming out of relationship, if you're coming out of a broken heart, and again, Kenyon says this all the time: just because you did not have a marriage on paper does not mean you did not invest marriage-like things into that relationship. Absolutely. If you are coming out of a devastating breakup, that is still considered an emotional divorce. Here's the thing that he just said. When your parents release you to someone, even if it's to yourself, to go out into the world and then to be married and to be betrothed to someone else, they are fully anticipating that someone is going to take care of you. Yes. They're fully anticipating that that person is going to cover you. Should that person die or should a divorce happen? Should they, you know, something happen in that? That woman goes home to be recovered. She goes home to recover. She goes home to recover. <laughs> there are so many of us that have, instead of going home to recover, we just swing on and hang on out there until the next person comes on in and picks us up. Not checking to see if they're worthy, not checking to see if they're capable, not checking to see if they're responsible. We just sit out there because we need some somebody to pick us up. And what happens when we're not recovering is that, again, we are entering into new relationships with predators because they smell the blood. They smell the prey. They understand that you're limping and that you're falling behind and they see, listen, I can get whatever I need out of this one right here because it's easy. Go home and recover. Mm, the reason why that's so hard. Here's the reason why it's so hard. Because the covering, like I said, with the daddy's girl and with being married, inside the covering, there is security. There is security. Inside the covering, there's a, a, a being kept. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? There's mm -hmm. an emotional security. There's a physical security. There's a mental security. There's an, if everything is not all right out there, at least there's something all right right here. Yes. At least I have this. And the problem is, is that when we're out there and we're uncovered and unsecured, we become insecure and we have to re be recovered by something or someone else. Yes. That's why we have to go home to recover now wait go ahead wait wait, go ahead, wait, go wait. Ahead, ahead. number one when we say go home to recover go to jesus go to god go heal that's it the here's the issue that happens when we let the wrong person help us recover mm -hmm. is that we become irresponsibly loyal to people 
based upon the fact that they helped us. Yes. We become oh, irresponsibly yeah. loyal to somebody. Well, they were there for me when I was sick all the time. They were there for me when I was hurt. They were there for me when nobody else was. And then when they begin to treat you like crap, all of a sudden it's like you stay because you now have this loyalty based upon the fact that they helped you recover in the beginning when you felt broken within yourself. Understand mm. when it came down to it, first and foremost, it was not their responsibility to begin to help you recover in that place. You were supposed to go and seek yeah. healing apart from somebody else before jumping into this new relationship. But because we get there and we allow the wrong people to bandage us up, number one, they don't do it right anyway. They never do it they because they bandage us up with them. With them. They, with their presence. Yes. And we are never really truly healed. In Absolutely. And of us. Yes. Absolutely. So be careful of allowing the wrong people to help you recover too. That's it. Let the church say amen. Amen. So what do we do about covering? Well, number one, um, if, if you do have a father, a lot of us don't, but if you do, go back to them, begin to rebuild that relationship, begin to build that relationship. Um, if, you, if you've had issues with be, build that relationship, if you have a big brother or older brother or a younger brother who's just big and strong, have them. Yeah. If you have a cousin, if you have an uncle, I don't recommend friends because things happen when you have a friend. It is, a, it be, for a woman, it is entirely too attractive to be covered and to be secured by a man. A, so you sexy. have to. <laughs> So you have to be careful about what you do in that regard. So I don't necessarily re, um, uh, uh, suggest recommend. friends or recommend um, a man in authority. Again, men on men in authority, a good man in authority. Watch the character. I do understand that men in authority make mistakes, but then there are father figures out there yeah. who will not take advantage of you, who will not mistreat you, who will not hurt you. You need to have a, uh, almost a mentor issue or a father figure in your life to help take care of you, to help cover you so that you can be, um, so that you could be free. And so that you can be know that you're secure, so that yeah. you can know that there's somebody who has a standard that you should be looking to. It's something. It's something funny. I always. Uh, I, I don't say this often, but I'm gonna put my sister out on Front Street. One of the first things my sister usually say when she introduces me to a guy is, "He's just like you." Does he actually ever be like just like me? No. No. But the idea is, is he's just like you. And the I and the the point being that is she's always looking to a particular standard in the yes. absence of our father who has passed away. So that's very 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 important i want you got you you ladies to get that covering is very important i say that very carefully because you don't want the wrong person to cover you uh number five is where are you this goes out to all my single ladies and gentlemen out there are you currently dating but keep running into all the wrong people are you tired of running into the same person in different skin when you're dating do you wish that someone would sit you down and teach you how to date in a way that helps you stop wasting your time with people and relationships that won't ever go anywhere? Well, guess what? You've got me and Kenyon. We have that for you in the Healthy Love Club. It's a class called Dating by Design that walks you through literally designing your own dating experiences that helps you stop wasting precious time on the wrong people. And when you're done, you will walk away with your own dating manual designed for you, by you. So what are you waiting for? Stop wasting time. Come on in to thehealthyloveclub.com and register today. That's thehealthyloveclub.com. Can't wait to meet you. The 
the reason why I say this, and we got to hurry to get through this, but the reason why I say, where are you, is if all these people are coming in and getting under your skin, where are you meeting them at? You cannot find a steak or a lobster at a burger joint. So you got to start changing your location. You got to stop, start changing where you're looking. You got to start, start changing where you laying that bait out. Yeah. Launch out to the deep. Yeah. Go somewhere <laughs> uncomfortable. Go somewhere where you can't be, where you're not um, used to. Because you're one of the things you are you're getting is you're getting people that you're used to. They may not be up to par. They may not be what you want, but you're used to them and you're entertaining them. Yeah, there's Understand. a reason why you keep entertaining them. There's exactly. something that you like there. There's a comfort there. Yes. And so you got to start looking. If it's at the church, listen, then your church is a hospital. Stop dating the patients. You need to get away from there. Just because they're in there doesn't mean they got it all together. Usually we go there to get it together. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Yes. Or to help others get it together and to serve and so on and so on. We're all in that consist continual piece of getting it together. But where are you? You want to make sure that you're in a right place in your mind, online. Uh, out and about location location yeah. yeah it's like any well I won't say that because of something else I'm gonna say but <laughs> where are you finally finally for at least for this letter learn how to date mm -hmm. the reason why people are getting in and close to you and disappointing you is because you have not disqualified them at the door yes learn how to date this is something that we preach this is something that we talk about constantly the problem that we see in our dms most often is people who are out there gambling looking for the one they're they're they're, they're shooting <laughs> crap, crap shoot and they the one and they're hoping that this person is it because they're finding they're, they're going for attraction right they're going for chemistry and then because we got those things together this guy must be the one. So let me just, and so they invest full, uh, fully into it to make it work. And then when things break apart, they're not coming to us with, what, how do I move ahead? They're coming up to us, how do I fix this? How do I get them back? Or and I'm like, how, fix what? You're dating. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't have to. You learn how to date. You learn how to, what we say, disqualify the, the unqualified. unqualified. And that's what you must you must learn how to do that, because if you're not, you're going to be out there. So I, I was telling talking to you earlier, I had a, a small disagreement. You know, we come across a lot of people in our DMs and I had a small disagreement with someone talking about the one, you know. Yes. Like that. I, 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 and I was like, well, I'm sorry, but here's a truth bomb for you. God didn't create nobody just for you. I think that's I think that's very arrogant to think that somebody's life is created directly for me. Right. And we have a God who gave us free will. Yes. A God who made us autonomous. Right. So why would he create somebody just for you? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you know, Adam and Eve and Ruth and Boaz. I'm like, well, hold up. Hold up. First of all, <laughs> Ruth was soundly married prior to Boaz. He just happened to die of starvation. But that was a good marriage. That's the reason why he stayed with why she stayed with Naomi. Right. You see what I'm saying? So you're saying guys got you a backup lined up. We don't believe in that. The bottom line is, is the reason that kind of reasoning allows people to continue to think that all I got to do is get out there, get seen, attract somebody, and maybe I can find or I, I will attract the right one when first you should be the right one and then know what you're looking for, who the right one might be. It, it yes, it, it removes our responsibility to properly vet someone. I have been married before, y'all. Kenyon has been married before. Yeah. And babe, would you venture to say? Venture? venture to say yes that 
in our previous marriages, at some point we thought that somebody was the one. I would venture to say that. At some point, at some this point. is God ordained. I know the Lord is. I know. So I'm going to ignore red flags. So I'm going to ignore my intuition. So I'm going to ignore the fact that they're irresponsible. So I'm going to ignore the fact that they don't necessarily speak my love language. Because if God sent them to me, that means that they are going to change for me. Absolutely. Hey, listen, I ignore it. Remember, do you all get that uh, emergency tone? On your on your phone, whenever the president sends something out or the Amber, or the Alert. Amber Alerts, yes, <laughs> that's the kind of uh, stuff I ignore. Yes, we ignore all of that stuff, and when we do ignore those things, again, we remove our responsibility and our accountability to our choices, and we lay it at the feet of God. But then, what happens when those relationships fall apart? Was it God? Mm, absolutely, is it God's fault that they did not exercise? Well, sorry, that they exercised their free will and decided to treat us bad. Is it God's fault that we mismanaged them with bad stewards of that relationship? No, you know why? Because we are autonomous beings. Just like it's not going to be God's fault if some people end up working them ways into hell. Just gonna say it. So when it comes down to it, we have to take our accountability, take our control back in dating so that we can properly find the right person. Put this plug in there. We have an amazing dating class in the Healthy Love Club called Dating by Design, where you design your own dating manual. Absolutely. Just like this in a way that gives you control and responsibility and accountability. We're going to move on to the next question because God is good. All right. Let's go ahead and hit that. What is the, can you read the next one for me, please? I can read the next one. That first one was long. It was long. <laughs> and, and you still decide. Uh, okay. Let's see. I don't know. Let me uh, do that there. There we go. There you go. Second, second DM says, I'm so broken that I can't be happy with no one. I've become toxic and don't know how to heal myself. I'm 40 and I keep making the same mistakes and I'm scared of ending up alone. I want to be happy and I don't know how. Wow. Now, here's the thing I love about the short ones. They come in short, but they heavy. They're heavy. There's so much in there to unpack. The very first thing I would say to you right now, if you're watching, is that I give you kudos for the self-awareness. Anyone who sees their own toxicity is on their and their own dysfunction is on their way to healing. Yes. Um, the, the one thing that we have to do with our wounds, with our poison, with our toxicity, with our character, whatever the case may be, the very first thing we got to do is see it. Yes. Admit to it and confess it. And then we seek help for it. That's basically the, the gospel of salvation. Yep. See where we miss the mark, admit to it, confess it, and then seek help or receive help for it. And so that's what you did. So I give you kudos there. You're already on your way. Now, what I want to speak to you is about why you're toxic. Mm -hmm. Right here, we see some of the, the signs of why tox toxicity exists in you. Um, you're toxic because you've been unhappy and every relationship you tend to try to force happiness within that relationship yes as you tend to try to force happiness within that relationship you get even more disappointed you get even more toxic and you get even more unhappy the reason why i know that is that most people was not born toxic right most people are not born upset most people are not born poisonous only um, only snake, well, not only snakes, snakes, snakes and reptiles are born poisonous. You see mm. what I'm saying? Or poisonous creatures. Most people 
are not born that way. A wound did that. Mm. A hurt did that. Now, I typically say there used to be a time where we said you get who you are. You attract who you are. You attract who you are. Mm-hmm. I've since learned that people don't attract who they are because I see the God in people. I see the worth in people. I see the value in people. I don't see that they attract who they are. They attract how they've been hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's been the problem. So now that we know that we're toxic and we're trying to, we can't no longer force relationships in order to be happy. Your happiness has to come outside of that relationship. It, it there and there we go with that bond of finding your happiness inside yourself and not in other people right you right. see what i'm saying yes um so that's the first thing understand that uh you have to become healed first uh you have to learn how to forgive them mm-hmm. and then you have to learn how to move on and stop being bitter okay absolutely because that bitterness is projecting or 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 promoting your toxicity um the second thing is don't be overcome by fear she, any woman, most women who mention their age are really low key saying, I'm too old for this. Yes. Most women who come to us and say, I want to be happy. I'm hurt. I need to get over this. Put Takara and I on a timeline because they feel like they're too old to wait for healing. They're too old to wait for the process. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I was talking to my mom this evening and I asked her, could I share this? My mom was recently married within the last five years at the age of 61. She ended up marrying her high school sweetheart who just so happened they crossed paths once again and bada bing, bada boom, there they are. Yeah. Once again. Mm-hmm. Time is does not matter. Right. Time doesn't matter to a timeless God. While we know God is not a matchmaker, we do know God can make some matches work. Mm-hmm. We do know God can make you help a uh, uh, whole. We do know God can put you in a position to meet the right person. But first, you can't you can't put it on a time limit. You got to get focused on getting your healing first. If you don't get that, then you'll always be chasing someone else thinking that they have what you want. Yeah. And you don't want that at all. OK, that's very important. The final piece is. That she said. Well, she, wait, wait, before you go there. Yes, please. Because one of the things that we tell people, uh, we've counseled people in this, in in just understanding about your age. And if you're at a place where you feel like you're too old, it's never going to happen for me. I am, or or so we deal with toxic people. Yeah. Because we feel like this is all we can get because we're getting too old. Mm. Let me tell you something, something that I have a passion for telling you. And I'm going to I've told other people we've said this in counseling. I'm going to tell it to you right now. If you feel like this is you, your age is not a handicap. Your age is not a handicap. Mm. And when you begin to live out that truth, it will combat the lie that your emotions are telling you and feeding you right now. That because, and a lot of times when we live from a place of believing that our age is a handicap, we respond to people like that. We become bitter from that place. We become anxious from that place. We become desperate from that place. And that begins to then 
all of a sudden, when we feel like it's a handicap, we feel like, okay, this is why this has happened to me. This is why this will never happen for me. This is why they hurt me. All of that stuff. But when you live from the truth that your age is not a handicap, you can receive so much more and be so much more open to where you're going next. So that way you can begin to fully lay down that burden and then begin to move on to healing yourself. Absolutely. I think a lot of pro- a lot of problems of of age being a handicap is something that we the pressures that we're receiving from our parents or, yeah. or from society yeah. or we're supposed to be here by this time or we're supposed to be there by this time. And because I'm not there, I, I've, I felt that uh professionally so i understand yes. what that feels like yes you understand what i'm saying yeah so yeah don't let that and that's still outside people telling you how you to how you're to move and value your own self yes that's very important the last thing i wanted to touch on thank you so much for hitting that hard um she said i want to be happy and i don't know how i disagree i disagree with you i say you know how to be happy you just haven't defined how to be happy in a healthy way mm you know healthy what love. you know what you're looking for amen healthy love go ahead plug <laughs> you know what you're looking for yes in a sense of you know what you want to feel like mm-hmm. but you don't know what that looks like right and the problem is not in what that looks like or not in just not knowing what that looks like but knowing where you are right now you yep. understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. You have to date. I always, I love this word. I love peace. I love shalom. I love the the word and what it means because it means nothing missing, mm-hmm. nothing broken. Right. When I become whole, I become at peace. When I become at peace, I give up my peace for no one. Jesus. And then I only look for people who are also at peace because it takes two whole people to make one great relationship. Listen. So I'm looking to, as I am peaceful, I'm looking for people who are peaceful. And that's where your happiness will come from. First, get at peace. Mm. Then you will find other peaceful people. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, if you're on iTunes, we can't grow without you. So help spread the love, rate us, leave a review, and share your favorite episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties podcast so you won't miss any future topics or your questions being answered. Do you have questions that you want us to answer? Just visit relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals, all one word, dot TV. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.